Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. And on today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with you guys solo. And I really wanted to share some open, raw thoughts that I feel like would be very helpful, especially when I think of myself at the age of 20 or 21. And although this was something I learned directly on my own kind of not really out of much options but just doing and and living through it it's also something I realized that that fortunately a lot of people don't have to deal with at a younger age and there's a lot of pros and cons to that so I guess I'll add for context I I feel like I grew up in a fast and mature way, which benefits me in a lot of different aspects, but also from my perspective has kind of put me in a position that might be a bit, I guess, (laughs) I don't know how to say in like the easiest way possible, but to be really transparent, I feel like it had put me in a position that's almost like ahead of the curve for my age. And I'm not saying that in a bragging or good or bad way it's just that like I said there's a lot of pros and cons to the experiences I've had at early 20s lifetime that benefited me in the adulting aspect which is perhaps why I feel inclined to have this show in the first place and be able to share some of the things that I've learned because I really had no choice right and for all I know maybe that is just genuinely my purpose that I went through a lot of adversity um, you know again personal adversity in my life that enabled me to want to share those experiences and help the younger generation. One thought that came to mind over the past few weeks is the realization that when I was 20 years old and I went through a really 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 difficult breakup and I know I highlight this a lot and this is probably you know, a story that you hear a lot if you've been listening for years now to my content. But the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, I was 20 years old. I was 3,000 miles away from my hometown. I was living with my partner at the time. We had a dog together. And then a breakup happens, right? And then I was also transitioning to a new university. So I needed to make new friends. And that adds another layer, which is I didn't have actual close connections or friends to talk about what I was going through. It was a very, very lonely experience. But like I said, it propelled me to the position I am in today. So uh, in, in terms of I had nothing and no one to lean on. And there's a lot of great strengths that come out of that. But a lot of you feel like you just grew the fuck up you know and so obviously I'm not upset that I have this level of experience at the age of 25 or over the past five years just had a different path than the average per se 
But I think that's what made me realize like, huh, I feel like I should maybe touch on this for some of you who do listen and you are in your early mid-20s as well and hopefully didn't have as much of a drastic lonely experience um, as I did five years ago. But in that experience, the biggest lesson I learned was the importance of maintaining and continuing to build my own identity as, in this case, Emily, Elizabeth is is how I put myself in third person, and also allowing myself to balance it out with the other elements of life. And this was a big wake-up call because... And I'll add this too, because I talk about this with my good friend, Harry, who's been on the show. You know, so I I realize like sometimes people have to have the aha moment themselves, right? Like he has experienced twice now in times where he was in a relationship and completely forgot about his own life, about other relationships like myself, and and really saw himself go down a shitty path of, whoa, 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 where, where am I? Who am I? Right? And I realized from witnessing that from as a close friend of his, I was like, you know, I, I don't think there's much I could have told him that that is the case. And so I want to preface that as well as I don't think there's much I can say or a parent can say that can warn you enough because oftentimes I do think life needs to teach you itself and that just is how it goes, fortunately and unfortunately. But I think if you hear something enough, like if you hear a message frequently enough, it may ring a bell more, I guess, when you are in that position, right? So I think of even when it comes to finance and investing or when you're in the adult phase, right? You probably hear often about saving X percent of your money, uh, putting it away into a retirement plan, like saving for the future. You probably have heard that messaging multiple times. And so ideally, when it comes time to your money habits, your subconscious brain is like, okay, I know that I ideally need to set aside X amount of money from each of my paycheck or whatever that looks like and you'll proceed I think with caution I think again most of the time right but that's why I think same thing with this where I don't think me sharing this or other people sharing with you a similar message will completely prevent you from making similar mistakes or running into the same obstacle but you might be more micro aware of it if you run into the same thing. Does that make sense? So back to my point, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I had my first serious relationship. We dated for a total of four years and we had about like an eight month breakup in between during those four years. So we actually did get back together after that difficult breakup as I, uh, you know, just mentioned. But one of the key reasons I look back why the second half of the relationship was a lot healthier and also why I notice even in my current romantic life and just my current adult life, why I've been able to quote-unquote balance it in a healthy way is because I learned not to forget who I am, my own direction, and what I need to do in order to move the needle forward for myself. 
it's actually ironic because I think that's that became my biggest strength, which is not self-neglecting my own needs. And that may or may not be probably the biggest obstacle when we are younger. We tend to forget our own needs and our own desires because we get caught up and warped up into a lovely relationship or our hectic lifestyle and whatever that looks like. And if you are listening to this and you realize like, yeah, shit, you know, I I do feel a bit disconnected from myself. I think what enabled me to get to this point of automatically not self-neglecting, and I kind of hate to say this because this, this is rather difficult, especially out of choice, but during those eight months of not being in a relationship with my former partner, I spent all that time heavily focused on myself, like micro-focused. I didn't go out to much parties or, you know, college events back then. I was a junior in college. I really, really just invested in myself. And I will add this too. It was interesting because I remember even at that time, my ex-partner, he said to me, you know, after he broke up with me, he said, you know, you need to go and, and find something to to focus on again. And that stuck with me. He he said, you know, like skating, that used to be your thing. Uh, like find something like that again. Because maybe he was subconsciously feeling like I had put too much of my eggs and my energy into the relationship and didn't find balance. And that, I will say, is a very true statement. And again, I would argue, especially when you're younger and lack the experience or lack hearing comforting and wise advice from people you trust you might not realize it during the moment so I remember I truly was like yeah like who is Emily like like who is she outside of this relationship because once that relationship ended I really felt like I lost a big part of me and that was alarming because I'm like hold up you're not supposed to feel like this after a relationship right like of course you're supposed to feel sad and you know disappointed you know there's those natural emotions but to feel the level of emptiness I felt was alarming and so I'll again I'll give it in my personal example it was true in terms of prior to college my energy was spent in skating and tennis. I was a former competitive athlete. I spent most of my hours doing that outside of my fun social life. It was skating and tennis, being an athlete, competing, working out, all that good stuff. So I took that as a parallel and this could be maybe a mental note for you is find something or remember something from your younger years that you allocated a lot of energy towards that made you feel really good. Like I said, for me, that was figure skating. And I really tried to apply that same energy into something new slash different as I put it into my own terms. I call it my quote-unquote second chance at the Olympics. Because I realized, yeah, like had I put more focus and energy into my figure skating career when I was 15 and 16, I I don't know about Olympics, that's a stretch, right? But I really genuinely believe I could have competed on the international level and have made it further in my skating career. And so hearing that from my former partner 
and, and mind you at that time too I was not competing anymore but he knew well enough that that used to be a lot of my energy prior to college and so he was I think trying to just nudge me in, in a healthy way saying hey find something like that again one of my biggest priorities is ensuring that I optimize my health every single day to the best of my ability in all areas, including mentally, physically, and emotionally. That also includes what I am eating and drinking every day because we know that does affect our energy. And so I ensure that I'm intaking healthy nutrients with the drink Magic Mind. And it's something that I've actually been taking for over a year now. If you've been listening for a while, you know they've been a longtime sponsor. And what Magic Mind really is, it is a productivity shot with nootropics, adoptogens, and matcha. Also, if you are not aware, there's a lot of health benefits with adoptogens, which I won't get into, but just trust me, look it up, do the research yourself, and you will see what the long-term effect is of intaking adoptogens and nootropics. So how I take this, I typically drink it in the morning, take a sip of it, and you know, to be honest, sometimes I drink two, which is technically what we're not supposed to do, but they did say it is okay for me to do so, but they do recommend just taking one per day. And after I drink this, about 30 minutes in, I start to feel really focused, calm and especially in flow that's just the best way i could describe it and for those of you who also love coffee like me you can drink it alongside with your coffee or before afterwards it really doesn't matter so it doesn't mean that you have to cut out coffee or anything because for me i actually still drink both but magic mind is really kind of that healthy kick for me and i just know the amazing health benefits that nootropics and adoptogens have if you are interested in trying they come in a box of 15 and i highly highly recommend just give it a try so you you can get 20% off your purchase with the code fulfill at magicmind.co slash fulfill. Again, that is 20% off your purchase with the code fulfill at magicmind.co slash fulfill. And at the time, I did have a small business of mine already. My first business, which is designing and creating custom figure skating dresses, for the figure skating community, it's it's a very niche business. But I remember thinking, well, I don't have a website right now. I was waiting for someone to help me do it for a while. And long story short, I was creating my own resistance. And I took that time of loneliness, mental despair, whatever. Uh, and I just really honed down on building this damn business because I was like, all right, you sell a good chunk on eBay, you're doing well there, but what's the next step? And so I remember vividly that summer I started reaching out, or I guess maybe fall of that semester, I started reaching out to different skating shops, which is in the skating world, we call it pro shops, and especially the ones that sold skating gear, skating dresses, I really wanted to get into stores and then also have a reputable website because I didn't have one at the time. And so I put my energy in that and I felt really, really good about it over the months. I was like, holy fuck, I had something to micro focus on and it was nothing to do with my former partner. And then on top of that, I, I will add as a caveat, I did want to return to the relationship with my partner because I didn't feel like that relationship had fully run its course. And it was just a instinct feeling. I, there's no logic to it. All I know is that internally, I felt like we still had a good shot and it was worth seeing it out. 
So I kind of came back to him and really tried to convince him in a self-respecting way where I'm saying, hey, look, you know, I know why we broke up, which was primarily around my not so great habits as a first time partner. And, you know, obviously my own kinks that I need to work through as I think some of us have ourselves, which comes more to fruition. I think when we are in a relationship, we see it more. We're like, oh, shit, I do that. And so I worked through it. I think, I don't know how I came across stoicism, but I think it was, I started listening to Tim Ferriss, his podcast. This was fall 2017, you know, and then going into 2018. And then I think I came across Ryan Holiday through Tim Ferriss's podcast. And then I also came across Tony Robbins. So I listened to basically those three. And stoicism was really the nail on the head for me. I was like, holy shit, I don't have to have an opinion about everything. I don't have to be so reactive about every micro thing, which was one of my obstacles Um, when I was younger, I guess from like probably 19 to 21, I was just like, you know, really overreactive, probably super assumptive about things that weren't necessarily true. I, you know, it's just like that uh, saying, especially in the stoic philosophy, it's like, Hey, if someone cuts you off in traffic, you don't have to react. You don't have to yell. You don't have to stick your middle finger at them. You know, all these things. There's a spectrum of what how people react, right? But basically, it's saying you can work the muscle of shrugging it off and moving forward. And that's what I really, really honed down on because I knew that was my own flaw. And once I felt like it was 80 to 90% mastered, I don't, I don't want to say mastered because I think it's always a work in progress, but once I felt there was significant change, I went back to my old partner and really tried to convince him, in which I did, and I think he saw it as well. He was like, okay, she actually had a lot of work on herself, but that's besides the point. I think the key is there too is during that period of not being together I also realized yeah Emily I you know I told myself I will not feel like this again period like I'm not going to allow myself to be in the position in the future where I feel this empty because I feel like I lost a big part of myself that was a part of someone else or a part of a relationship right now I I do want to add as a note too you know having been in love twice you do lose a part of yourself if another you know if a relationship ends where you are or were in love with that person there there is a part of you that really dies but my distinction was seeing that I had like nothing else going for me which might be hard to imagine if you have listened to me for a while. You might you might find it hard to fathom that I genuinely did not have anything going for me after that relationship or during that um, initial period of breakup. But having observed that from myself and having felt that emptiness, I was like, we can't go back to this. And so I share that because I think which kind of goes back to my point too, in that sometimes maybe you just have to have that aha moment yourself and have to unfortunately go through the difficult emotions and adversity that that comes with that territory in order to get what I'm saying. But I think the best thing I can do 
is to share my realization that, you know, in your early 20s, there will be times where you are just floating and cruising and going through the motions and you're kind of maybe a little lost, but you have a slight sense of direction, but still a bit lost, right? And maybe you're like, I really just don't know where to start. I don't know how to invest myself because I don't, I don't really know what I want to do because, but, but, but here's the thing, like at the time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do either. I was only 20 years old as a junior in college, but I did know that I wanted to piece together Emily again, right? So that's why I came back to the root of what made me feel really, really good and excited and, f- and made me feel like I had a sense of progress before college. Like I tried to draw parallels and then like replicate that feeling, right? So it doesn't mean that I was replicating going back to compete again, although that was a question at some point actually when I was 20 years old. Um, I had a coach who uh, proposed the idea and it was a whole process, but nonetheless, I was like, you know, I, don't, I think my time's up, unfortunately, as much as I wanted to say yes. But I think having that to compare to, that, that excitement and that, that feeling of progress that I made in figure skating, I was like, okay, I, I want to build that. So for me, it was, it was small things. I want to add this as a preface as well, which is it, it, you have to start with small things and like build over time, like layers of cake, right? So for me, that started with, okay, what am I going to do after college? Like, what can I start today to like start building towards something, right? Just move the needle forward. So that was building my website, building my e-commerce and getting that up and going. The second layer to that was my meaningful friendships and connections. At the time I was at a new university, I had little to none. And if I had friendships and relationships, they were pretty surface level and even at that time, I was very, very careful and mindful with where I enabled my energy to go. And so I mentioned this in way past episodes before, but if I came across someone that I was hanging out with and we were vibing, but then over time I saw maybe a disconnect in values or the way we like to spend our time, I, you know, I allowed myself to take a step back. And because I was thinking really long-term in the sense of who I want in my life in the future, could I see this person as a bridesmaid? And that sounds like a stretch, but if you cycle through people really easily and really fast, you start to get exhausted and your energy starts to feel drained. So just observe how you feel around each person, right? Or around people. So that was really important to me, building meaningful connections, having people I trust that I can go to for conversations, for advice, for deeper topics, whatever that looks like. And then besides just building up those two, right? So my relationships and kind of the direction of what I would do, you know, for the rest of my life per se, or at least like the start of it, right? Career-wise. I also really put a focus on personal spiritual growth. So 
I put that into, okay, my mind and my body. That's how I separate it. So spiritually, I was really investing my time into Stoic philosophy in my recent months uh, of like the last half of 2022. I really invested a lot of time in mindfulness, which I've talked about on previous episodes. And on the physical aspect, I think that's a given. But for me, I was like, I want to always feel and look like I'm in top-notch shape and we hear this a lot in habit books and things like that but it's just a lot harder to jump back to your equilibrium if you let yourself slide off too far so you know it's better to just maintain it habitually every single day or a couple times a week whatever that frequency looks like for you versus trying to do chunks of heavy all right, I'm going to get my ass together like every new year. You know what I mean? Just do it like 20 minutes a day. Like even for me today, I didn't have excessive amount of time. I just came back from a weekend trip in DC. And so I knew I needed to catch up on some work, cleaning my apartment. But I was like, you got to get a workout in. So I shortened everything. I only did like 10 minutes of cardio, which was like uh, uphill on the treadmill. And then I did weights. I did, you know, a little bit of legs, a little bit of arms, and I probably spent like 35 minutes in the gym. But sometimes I will do an hour, so I'll do more cardio. Sometimes I will do even less. Like if I only have time for weights and I know I need to do weights that day, I will go straight to the gym and I'll even do like 15 minutes. So I, I might only do arms or I might only do legs or I could do both and just do 15 minutes, right? So finding a way to make it an everyday habit or a consistent habit in your life will also help build that out. And, you know, I would say just my biggest message with this is be really mindful of how you take care of yourself in the process of new things coming into your life that is in romantic relationships especially i would say that applies for both men and women i again like i said my friend harry he has not that this is personal to him i I know he doesn't mind that i share this but just that he has found it a struggle in his initial relationships where he completely neglected his his normal lifestyle his his maintaining friendships and you know um it was it was I was patient enough to be like I know he's gonna recognize it so sometimes if you are maybe the friend in this case and you're witnessing your friend go through that practice patience and recognize that at some point they will learn how to balance and find equilibrium because it's going to happen two ways it's either going to happen the hard way like it did for me or it's going to happen in a way where it's really organic and one realizes like oh shit i haven't seen xyz person in a while or i haven't done xyz in a while and and to be fair this also applies i believe also when you are just putting excessive energy in one area of life in general so for for me it happened to be in a romantic relationship back in the day but for some I could argue that it might be work like some people put 80% of their energy in work and then 20% is trying to be allocated to social life personal growth and wellness and their relationship right it's like holy shit you gotta balance that out a bit because if not one will get burnt out and the results will show for itself. You know what I mean? Like even physically, like your phys- your body might burn out. You might get actual phys- actually physically sick. And then you realize like, oh fuck, I've been burnt out in this area because I've been putting way too much of my energy there, you know? So 
again, I just share this as a, you know, hopefully helpful piece of wisdom that I've learned in my early to mid-20s and probably why I, in my own relationship practice, especially in my current age and my current chapter, I'm really glad to be able to spend time with a partner where it's only one to three times a week and actually funny enough too now that I say that out loud I think about that with my friend Jordan who was also semi-recently on the show she also mentioned how she moved away from her partner of two years like they used to live in Orange County and then she moved to San Diego with a friend and both of them her and her roommate are in relationships and they moved further away from their partner but but what I love about that is that's actually a really interesting healthy approach although one doesn't need to move that far away but if they are being mindful enough to make time to see each other whether on a certain consistent frequency whether that's once a week or every other week and staying connected through phone calls and texting things like that you can see that the connection won't actually dwindle as much as you think in fact it could stay the same or strengthen because of the different dynamic i think that's just a great way to frame it whether again it's maybe you're putting too much energy in friends or too much energy in your romantic partner or romantic life too much energy into work whatever that looks like self-reflect on that and ask yourself this question how am i moving the needle forward for myself and maybe what areas of my life do I need to move the needle forward a little bit more than other areas? That was all for today's episode. I hope those last two questions were stimulating and thought-provoking for you. And if this episode was helpful or resonated in any way, please be sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple or Spotify. It truly, truly, truly means a lot to me. And of course, I do love chatting with you all on Instagram, so feel free to DM me at Emily E. Duong or at What Fulfills You. Don't be shy. I do love to chat and hear your feedback. So thank you again for tuning in today. I would chat with you all in the next episode.